Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Spurscast, episode 546. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am the host of Spurscast. Joining me just days before the NBA draft of 2019 is Project Spurs' draft expert, Benjamin Bornstein. You can follow him on Twitter, at the underscore Boomstein. So, Ben, the draft is days away now. How do you feel, man? Feeling great. I'm excited for a super fun draft. I think there are going to be a lot of trades, and I hope all of the stupid things happen because... That definitely benefits the Spurs because they will be one of the few teams not doing stupid things. Yeah, the Spurs, you know, we, we both would expect them to take a more conservative route. But, uh, you know, we're going to get into to the conservative way of just talking about their, the picks they have right now. And then, you know, and then we'll even get into some little what if kind of scenarios uh, with them. So, Ben, let's go and begin, though, uh, with the Spurs. You know, I, I had you on here about a month ago, I want to say, and you were kind of giving me, you were kind of giving, um, you know, the listeners and myself some, some targets if you were looking at it. And so now that it's been about a month since I last, since I last heard, had you on here. Uh, I want to see if your if your opinions change with some of these guys that you're looking at, the targets for the Spurs, or, or do you have any new names to throw at us? So let's go ahead and begin with the 19th pick that the Spurs have in the first round. Um, who are some names that you have right now for 19? So for 19, uh, one, one guy, he's not, uh, he's not a college guy, so I haven't written anything on him, but Goga Batadze, I've heard a lot of good things about him. He's 6'11", 7 feet, depending on who you ask, and I guess depending on which ruler you use. But... He's a center who moves fairly decently, uh, has, is getting more comfortable in the mid-range, has potential to stretch, is a good defensive big, has some really nice moves around the rim, really good touch. Uh, I like him a lot. I actually just recorded something for Project Spurs on him, so we have him for the draft guide, which you guys are going to see soon. So you'll be able to get a little more on him. But uh, I think right now he's he's been one of the guys who's trending towards the 19th pick. Yeah, and, you know, multiple mock drafts have him at 19, like you just mentioned there. I know for sure Draft Express, their latest one, had him there. Uh, the Ringer had him there uh, uh, about last week, but then they, they kind of took him out. Uh, and, and he fell just by, by two spaces. But I, but I agree with you. You know, there, a, a, lot of, a lot of fans don't want this pick. You know, I, I put a Twitter poll out the other day. Um, I want to say it was last Thursday. And I said, you know, should the Spurs take Bidatse if he's there or should they not? And it was 57% said they, they shouldn't. So I think a lot of fans right now want a wing. They don't want a big. Um, is, what, what do you think about that, about the priority at 19 with, in terms of a wing uh, rather than a big? I think it, you have the, the Spurs have to get both of those kinds of players. So I think what it really comes down to is who is the best value, who's left, who's available to pick, that would be a good value at 19 or a good value at 29. Because if you, 
you know, you can't, you can't get stuck and say, well, you you should address the forward position first at the 19th pick, but you don't want to do so at the expense of reaching for a guy who might be there at 29 and miss out on a center or a forward you can get at 19. That will probably be taken between those 10 picks. Like a guy like Batadze might fall into that category. A guy like Cameron Johnson might fall into that category. He's another guy I really like. He's a lot of mock drafts have have him going between 19 and 29. So I think if if the Spurs really want to address shooting, getting younger and giving themselves a lot of shooting, I would say Cameron Johnson is their guy. I think it really depends on what they are valuing most. If they're doing a best player available approach, Cameron Johnson may not be their guy. But if they specifically want to address shooting, I have said I have said this in my evaluation of him, and I have said this on record in several places. Cameron Johnson is the best shooter in this draft. There, you, there's no convincing me otherwise. He is the best shooter in this draft. He has he has to work on his defense. He has to work on a few other things, but the kid is a professional shooter. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is basically what you just said. I'm reading here from the NBA Draft Guide. It says, high-level shooter with the quick release, always square on, and on balance, and then active defender with the quick hands. So you're saying as far as his defense, because they're crediting his defense as far as his uh, quick hands, but you're saying that he doesn't, he's not really, he still has to build that part of his game, right? Yeah, he's, he's got he's to gotta work on his foot speed a little bit. He's, he's going to be locked into guarding one, maybe two positions at the NBA level. Okay, and, um, you know, I want to go through another guy. Uh, you know, a lot of fans do want as far as, um, you know, on Twitter specifically. And then also uh, one mock draft from the Ringer, their latest update has has his first taking him at 19. And this is P.J. Washington out of Kentucky. Um, what do you think about him at 19? If he, if I happen to like him. If he's there at 19, I like that a lot because I have seen a lot of mock drafts that value him as a late lottery pick or a pick just outside of the lottery. So I think if you can – if the Spurs can grab him – at 19, I think that's good value. And he is a 6'8 guy who has improved his shooting. Granted, nobody's going to be on the level of Cameron Johnson, but PJ Washington has greatly improved his outside shooting. He is a good defender. He can probably guard two positions for you. He can space the floor for you. He's going to get after it on the boards. And he's, he's a good character guy to have in your locker room as well. So I want, I want to ask you this, you know, I watched a little bit of film on him um, recently before, you know, before I had you on here as a guest, and I did see that Kentucky was using him more as like a post-up big. Is that is that his game, or, or can he play out on the wing and kind of guard and, you know, be a floor space like you just mentioned there? It can, can he do both, or, or was that kind of just kind of, that was kind of where Kentucky kind of put him in the offense? I think Kentucky put him there in the offense because in the, at the, in the college game, he yeah. usually ended up with mismatches in the post. For so sure. We're going to feed him in the post. And as you probably noticed, he does have a pretty decent post-up game. He can get buckets that way. But I would say you could probably have him out on the wing. There, are, I don't know if he'd be able to take guys his size off the dribble. But if you were trying to play a bigger guy on him, he could take him off the dribble. He can pull up a little bit and shoot it. But I think the the mobility in his game he's going to have to work on and kind of pull up jumpers, working on getting getting his buckets on the move when he's not coming from the post and like you know turning towards the middle of the paint. You know, I think for him the challenge is going to be, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to take a guy off a dribble, 
do I go all the way to the bucket or do I pull up for a quick jumper? He's got to work on the decision-making there as well as actually being able to make those passes. Now, the next thing I'm going to talk to you about it. Yeah. The next thing I want to talk to you about is he's actually, he's actually uh, shooting up higher in the, in the, in the mock draft. So he's, you know, originally he was, he, he might've been in the Spurs range, but now not anymore. And this is a, a guy who you've talked about on Twitter, I've seen you to, to some some people that have asked me questions about the draft is Rui uh, Hachimura. Um, right now, on both the Ringer and Draft Express, they have him going 12th now to Charlotte. So, so he's actually been trending upward, where he was behind like a 23rd at one point somewhere that I had seen him. Um, so, I, I had recently put a, a poll out on on him and like three other candidates, and, and a lot of the Spurs fans that voted in that poll, they actually wanted him. He, he was the overwhelming favorite between uh, it was Rui. Uh, Matisse Thybul, Kelton Johnson, and Cameron Johnson, and Rui was the overwhelming favorite. If he does fall, um, you know, I, I think you, you've been on record saying this. He's tweeting it on, on Twitter, but what, what do you think about him for the Spurs at 19? If he falls to 19, that is a guy the Spurs absolutely have to get. He has he he may not have as high a ceiling as some of the other players in this draft, but his floor is a lot higher than a lot of other guys. And I think there's something to be said about that. You know exactly what you're going to get with him. He's going to be able to contribute immediately to this team. He's going to play. De- he's going to play good defense for you. He can play defense across three or four positions. He's solidly built. He might have to put on a little bit of weight, but you know what? When isn't that the case for a college kid? And he, his shot has been improving step by step each season. So there are t- there's tangible evidence of him being able to step out and shoot that three-point ball eventually maybe not this year maybe not even the next year but down the road he'll be able to shoot that and I just think for defensive versatility reasons he is an incredible get for the Spurs if he falls to 19. Okay another guy I want to talk about is uh he's actually fought just a little bit in some, some draft mock drafts is Brandon Clark from Gonzaga um what do you think about him if, if he were to kind of fall in a 19 range should, should they try to take a look at him? He would probably be my first or second guy behind Hachimura if he somehow falls that far he's he is not as offensively gifted as Rui is but he is one of if not the best defender in this draft he legitimately can play defense at three four maybe five positions if you're playing really small ball if he's playing at a really small ball five people people were concerned about his wingspan he doesn't have a plus wingspan I think even his his wingspan might even be like a quarter of an inch shorter than his height, which is generally not ideal, but he just pops on tape. He he has shown why he had over three blocks a game this season. He can he gets up off the floor quickly. He he gets his second jump quickly. He he can run with anybody. He is strong. He is a kid who can make a huge difference on the defensive end and can be a bit of an eraser for when guys make mistakes, he can come and clean up their mess. So I, I really like him. I'm high on him, and he has been improving his shot. He can't really shoot threes yet, but his mechanics, if you look at his mechanics from before he transferred to Gonzaga, they were some of the, they were ugly. They were, they were hard to watch. He transitioned, he transferred to Gonzaga, and his shot changed as well. It's much smoother. It's more mechanically sound. It's and, and it's a tangible. It's tangible evidence of him improving his shot. And I think he will. If you give him the opportunity, he will be able to shoot from three eventually. Again, 
like Rui, it may not be consistently this year or the next year, but two, you know, two, three years down the road, I think he'll be able to shoot from out there, which will make him worth even more because he's already doing all of these things on defense for you. If he can add a little more on offense rather than just athletic putbacks, going after loose balls, things like that, and giving you a couple extra possessions, then you know, you've you've won with that draft pick at nineteen in the twenty nineteen NBA draft. And and what about Keldon Johnson? You know, what is separating him from like Hakimura and Cameron Johnson? Like I know you said Johnson Cameron Johnson's like that, that elite like that elite shooter who has that really nice form. Whereas Hakimura is more of like you know has more offensive versatility. What what what's different about Keldon Johnson between those two players? Keldon Johnson's a little smaller than those guys. He's only about six okay. six. Oh yeah, yeah. But he, he'll still be able to play defense on two or three positions, depending on if you're playing small ball or not. And he is a solid shooter, but he is a much better driver than Cameron Johnson. He's probably a better driver than Rory Hachimura. He's got a little bit of floater game in his arsenal. He's a very smart – he can play a little bit of off – he can play off ball. He can be the one at times if needed. Um, he, he can handle the ball well enough that he can go out and create his own shot, which the other two guys aren't as good at. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that, okay, yeah. So, I, I think the height difference right there is, is pretty big there, like what you just explained. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to the, to the 29th pick now, Ben. Um, who are some, who are, who's the player right now that you're targeting if, the, if he's there for the Spurs at 29? I am a huge fan of Casey Okpala at 29. Okay. Should he fall there? And I've, I've seen him in mock drafts all over the board. So it is kind of a total crapshoot where he might end up. Um, I, I really like him because he is your prototypical, really long, lanky 6'9 forward who can do a little bit of everything. And if you give him the opportunity, he'll be able to do everything really, really well in two or three years. So I think. Drafting a guy like him at 29 would be excellent. Uh, one one other guy I I would consider at 29, should he fall there. Again, after the lottery, mock drafts have some guys all over the place. So it's really hard to get a feel for where guys are really going to go, especially if we end up getting a bunch of trades, which I personally think the Atlanta Hawks are going to make some crazy trade. Yeah, for sure. Someone's going to end up with like three or four of their six picks. Mm -hmm. So I I think that could really change things in this draft as well, because players might come off the board sooner than we expect. And some guys might drop because of it. And that could leave the Spurs with a couple of conundrums like, Oh, we were not expecting this guy to be here. Do we have to take him now? So I think, Fiondu Cavangeli is one of those guys, 6'10", 250 out of Florida State, very solidly built. He's going to be able to defend two or three positions for you. He is super long. He is strong. He is a good athlete. He can do – his shot has been improving. And uh, some of the comparisons we're seeing for him are like Serge Ibaka, Brandon Bass, Kem Birch. Uh, Two of those three guys are, are pretty good shooters. So Kem Birch has been coming along as well. So I think Kevin Gelly has a clear trajectory of being able to shoot down the road as well. And, you know, this is, if, if you have not noticed already, this is a trend that oh, you, you hope that a lot of the people that the Spurs might draft in the first round with their two picks will be able to shoot down the road. And, you know, with Cameron Johnson, he can do that now, but he has other things he has to work on as well. But I think with the coaching staff, that the Spurs have, especially their shooting coach. I think if these guys get under his tutelage, they're going to be all right. 
Okay, yeah, and so for sure, like, like if they were to go, so if they were to go with him at twenty nine years, assuming they take a wing, probably at the nineteen. So, so yeah, uh, Cobb and Jilly is definitely in that in that range, that twenty two to thirty range. Where I'm seeing him in different mocks. Um, let's talk about a guy that you had written about earlier this year, uh, Dylan Windler. Um, right now, actually, the, the the ringer has him at twenty ninth in their mock. Uh, you know, what would he give to the Spurs if they selected him? He is a very Spursy guy. He is. He, he's a guy. He he is in his four years at Belmont. He became the focal point of their offense, so he has had to learn how to operate within an offense with and without the ball, which I think will be huge for the Spurs because if they, assuming they keep Lamarcus Aldridge, they keep Demar Derozan, and they're getting back Derek White, they're getting back Dejounte Murray, they're going they're going to have a lot of people who need shots, and Dylan Windler can operate without having to get a whole lot of shots or without having plays made for him. He knows how to cut. He moves very well off the ball. He does a lot of little things that the Spurs would like. So I think him him at 29 is a good pick too. I like him a lot. I just happen to not like him as much as some of the other guys I mentioned. How's his defense? When? I think his defense, he's going to end up really being stuck playing defense on one position. He's going to be able to play power forwards, and that's kind of it. He's not particularly fast. Uh, he's going to have to put on a little bit of weight. He's going to have to get a little stronger to really bang in there with some guys. But I, I think for the most part, he'll be able to hold his own. At, at the very worst, he would be like a very minor uh, negative guy on defense. One guy I want to ask about is a guy you wrote about also is a Nicholas Claxton. Now he's, he's projected to go. He's, he's also one of those guys who could be first round or even second round. He's going like 17 to like 31 is his range right now. What, what is it so special about him? I know that one guy who really likes him. I see on Twitter is a Bruno Passos from pounding the rock. What's um you know, what's his selling point for this guy? Nick Claxton has played very, he played very well in the NBA combine in those, in the scrimmage games. He also has been doing really well in workouts from what I've heard. He has shot he has shown an improved shooting stroke. He is very solid on the defensive end. He's gonna be he's quick enough, he can get out, he can switch on guys, he can play on guards for a limited amount of time. He's again, he's he's a bit of a project, but he is a guy that a lot of people believe he's worth the effort, he is worth drafting early and securing him on your team because he will be able to shoot down the road and once you put some once you put some more meat on him get him some weight and get him you know get him up to snuff as it were at for the for NBA guys who played his position center maybe a little power forward once he gets that weight on once he is where he needs to be in that regard he already has the foot quickness to move with guys he's only going to be able to guard big men even better once he puts that weight on oh okay okay um, next thing I want to talk to you about is I, I had also done a, uh, kind of like a Twitter poll with the 29th pick. And I said, if you had, I told the fans, if you had these three choices, Grant Williams, Casey Paul and Dylan Windler, who would you choose? And, and, and Grant Williams barely beat, uh, Casey Paul by two, by 2% of the votes. So what is it about Grant Williams? Why, why some fans like him more so than those other two players? I think a lot of people like him because Grant Williams is genuinely and legitimately a good dude. Uh, the only th- I have never heard anything negative about him. I, I, everybody who talks about him raves about him. High character guy, does everything right, does all the little things, works his ass off. He is a guy 
that you want playing on your team and you want in your locker room. Uh, and granted, he he has plenty of tangible skills on the court that would be conducive to winning games for the Spurs. And in in the Ringer has some NBA comps for him, like PJ Tucker, Spurs era Boris Diaw, and Travion Graham. Not too bad. Grant Williams does a little bit of everything. He's six seven. He is strong. He can. He he ended up playing bigger guys in the post in the SEC. He he was playing center at times. He is a playmaker. He has great awareness. He's kind of a glue guy. Not kind of. He is a glue guy, and he does. He's another guy who does just a little bit of everything just right. And he's he's not going to make many mistakes. He is NBA ready. The last guy I want to talk to you about here at the 29th pick is uh, this guy Darius Baisley. I know he wasn't on he wasn't on your list of, of prospects. Um, what what is he? This is he he was in the latest draft express. Uh, he was a new name added to to their to their mock um, at, at 29. What is who, who is he and kind of what does he do as far as a prospect? He is um, he is this year's mystery man. Uh, okay. He was supposed to go to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Did not go. He was then supposed to sign in the G League. Didn't go to the G League, so he took the year off to train for the NBA for the NBA and the NBA draft. And it is not totally known what he does. He is supposed to be kind of a long, lanky guy. He's kind of supposed to be like Casey Akpala, where he's a long, lanky dude who does a little bit of everything. He's going to have defensive versatility to him. He's probably going to have to bulk up a little bit as well, but. Um, I was. I've actually been debating writing him up for my last prospect watch. Oh, okay, I, I interesting. Gonna, I think I'm going to end up doing that, even though he didn't play college this year, just because I've I've gotten a lot of requests and people keep asking me a lot of questions about Baisley. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little diving into him myself and see what I've see what I can find on him because he is he is a total mystery and not quite at the same level that Dante Exum was in his draft because you know Doxon, Do- Exum went top ten. Yes, Darius Baisley is not going top 10, but um, he, he will be a nice little pick. I think he'll end up surprising people, and I think he may end up uh, really being a steal for someone if they get him late in the first or after. Yeah, so so yeah, so like Draft Express, at least Mark Kevin going to 29th, and he would be that kind of player where like you, with 19, you get the guy who might kind of be in your rotation next year, and with that 29, maybe you, you send him to Austin for like a year or two and kind of see you know what he turns into. Like you said, he's so young. And he's so unknown um, out there. Now, Ben, let's, let's, before we move on to the second round, let's, let's stay in the first round and let's go to some hypotheticals here. Um, you know, obviously, you, you were saying there's been a lot of different um, trade rumors with different teams. I know the Pelicans right now with the number four pick, they're, they're looking at trying to move that uh, to try to get either a, um, you know, all-star level player or even, um, you know, they were saying a 2020 first round pick uh, is the latest rumors. Uh, you know, the Suns have been, um, you know, their names have been mentioned as far as might, might be willing to deal with this number six pick. And then also, uh, like you mentioned, the Hawks, the eight and 10 pick are up for grabs right now. And then one other interesting candidate who's supposed to go in the top 10 uh, lottery, um, you know, um, candidate is, is Seku um, Dimboya. I don't know if I read, if I read that right. Uh, the Spurs recently worked him out, and he's right now supposed to project it to go around ninth to the Wizards. Um, what what is it about him that, that that's intriguing, San Antonio? He's um, he's got really nice physical tools. He has okay. versatility at the forward position. He can play probably three or four offensively. Um, he's he's pretty raw, but his athleticism, strength, and his shooting touch are all things that are tangibles you can see how how those would help help a team 
Um, he's I, I, he played overseas. He's been playing in France, so not not too many people know what's going on with him. But um, basically, what I've read is some people believe he's enough to gamble on. Uh, you're going to have to be patient with him. But um, I think for this, I don't think he's worth the Spurs getting rid of their picks now and possibly a player just to move up into the top 10 to draft him. There are mm, a lot of other guys I would rather go after. If you're the Spurs, I would rather see them go after other guys. Like if you're going to get up into the top 10, I think a guy like Cam Reddish would be a good grab. Okay, so Cam Reddish. So I, I, I happen to like him a lot. A lot of people aren't as big fans of him because – uh, he played at Duke, and he didn't perform up to Dukean standards. But he was also playing with Zion Williamson and RJ yeah. Barrett, who are going to be the one and three picks, respectively. So um, there, you know, that came with its own baggage. So I think him getting into a different environment would be good for him. And I'm curious to see how he responds because he was. There were times when he. The motor wasn't there. There were times when his, he was a streaky shooter. So I, I would like to see more consistency out of him. But I do think if the Spurs are going to get up into the top 10, he would be a guy worth going after. Okay. And uh, and he's and he's a pretty good defender? Or he's uh, he he would good. be a decent enough defender to make it in this league and play on other threes. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's been no reports as of now. Uh, that you and I are recording this, which is on Monday afternoon, that the Spurs are even looking at moving up. But, you know, just in case, uh, I know that a lot of fans have been asking me questions like, are they trying to trade with New Orleans? But I think New Orleans' asking price is really high right now because the most recent report was that they were talking to, they were going to try to engage the Wizards and in, in looking at Bradley Beal, and I just don't think the Spurs have a package that, that's at that level uh, for the number four pick. But, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, you know, with now and, and until Thursday as it approaches. Uh, for our last topic, Ben, let's go ahead and look at just a few candidates from the, at the 49th pick, which is the, the Spurs is picking the second round. Um, who, who are some guys you're looking at there? I happen to really like Nas Reed if he falls there. Okay. He's a big man, smooth game, can shoot it, can post up. I like him a lot. Um, Jalen McDaniels out of San Diego State. He's a guy who's going to go straight to Austin, hang out there for two, maybe three years, bulk up, put on weight, because um, he is 6'10", and he's 195. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's a bit of a scary proposition, trying to throw him in with grown men, NBA players, who will destroy him at the first opportunity. But he can shoot it. He is He's a pretty solid post player when he can get into his spot. And he's quick enough to move with guys on defense and guard two positions, I think. So I like him at 49 as well. Uh, I, I would say one other guy, if he's available, um, and if the Spurs are willing to be patient with him, is uh, – where did he go? He is Jalen Horde from Wake oh, okay. Forest, small forward. He's six seven or six eight. Good defensive versatility. He has the physical tools, but he's got to work on a lot of his shooting. A lot of the his everything that has to do with shooting, uh, decision making, uh, a little bit of tweaking his mechanics, a little bit of um, you know when to drive, when to shoot, when to drive and then pull up, things like that. He he also was. Put, thrust into a role at Wake Forest that probably wasn't fair to him. They were expecting him to do a lot more than he could have possibly done with 
the roster they had. So uh, I think him being asked to do less as well will probably help him down the road. Okay, okay. So, so Spurs guys, listeners, those are some of the, the prospects for, you know, for 19, for 29, for 49 that Ben, ben has been, you know, l- looking at targeting for the Spurs. Um, you know, you can, you can definitely, uh, if you want to ask Ben some questions before the draft gets here, or we have a promotional thing going on right now, uh, use the hashtag AskPSN. Again, that's hashtag AskPSN. Uh, it should be there on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. So you just ask, ask send that hashtag a question, and Ben will get uh, get your response as far as any kind of questions you have regarding the draft as, it, as, it, as it's coming up. Also, be on the lookout for our 2019 Project Spurs draft guide. We're currently in, in the process of putting that thing together. Uh, it's very similar to last year, so if you like that that draft guide, it was very helpful for me, and it just in my opinion, a lot of we also got some feedback that was very helpful. So, um, you know, if you're looking forward to those prospect watch um, those prospects that Ben's written about and who he's and who he's looking at. Uh, be, be sure to look out for that this coming week. Uh, and then again, check productspurs.com for all the latest. Uh, and then also thank you to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode. For Benjamin Bornstein, I'm Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.